Hi, this is Varun Haran, Associate Editor with Information Security Media Group in Asia. I have the pleasure today of speaking with Vicente Diaz, who is Principal Security Analyst with Kaspersky Labs. Vicente is going to be talking about a now defunct buzzword, APT, and what is still out there and how it's still trending and developing across the globe and also in the Asian region. He's also going to be speaking a little bit to the dark underground and what's happening over there, and he'll share some trends and insights with us. Vicente, thanks for joining us. Uh, thank you. It's my pleasure. My pleasure, Vicente. APTs, you know, it's a defunct buzzword now, and a lot of people don't even like it anymore. But uh, those attack groups are very much still there. In fact, they're growing, like you showed from your research. So what are some of the major trends right now in the APT landscape? What can you share with us? I fully agree. I don't like this word either. But it seems like everybody knows what we are talking about when we discuss about APTs. Basically, we are talking about different groups that are doing cyber espionage operations, and many times they are government-sponsored. In some other time, uh, some other occasions, they are like organized cyber criminal groups that they become so powerful that they are confident enough to target like big organizations to target governments sometimes they are just trying to steal information from these targets to others and some other times they are directly uh, using this hacking for their own profit we have seen recent cases especially with all the financial industry for instance we all remember like big cases where the attackers were successfully stealing millions of dollars and and actually, this activity is growing. Maybe it's not making the headlines because obviously this is not something that you want everybody to know that you are being targeted. It doesn't mean necessarily that you have been a victim of the attack, that your money has been stolen. But we see a lot of this activity because basically we can say that it's almost for free for the attackers. As long as they are being successful, they have like very low chances of being caught. And they are being, when they try in different banks, I mean, they have like a very good chances in sometimes. The, the getting a, a lot of money. Obviously, there is also the, let's say, governmental uh, sponsor activity for these attacks. In these days of cyber espionage, of propaganda, obviously this is a very big thing, and we're seeing more and more groups. However, they are maybe slightly changing their modus operandi, and they are more using generic tools in order to avoid attribution. But in many cases, even these financial attacks some let's say that some governments might be behind some of them at least so it's like everything is related is interconnected it's getting more complex attribution is always hard i mean it's more like the the task of an intelligence agency to really understand all the consequences all the different ties that an attack has um we always have a partial visibility we don't know exactly what happened in some cases it's quite let's say obvious what is going on in some other cases it's much more tricky and when you are using like all these generic tools for us, like to searchers, uh, we, we should trust all that, let's say, our technical abilities to understand if some artifact is related to another artifact or not. But obviously, you can do false flag operations. Uh, you can use just uh, use generic artifacts. When you are using that, it's much more harder for us to do any attribution to the, for the attack. So you spoke about motivations. Let's talk a bit about that. You know, all these targeted attack groups. What are some of the motivations that you're seeing? You mentioned cyber espionage, you mentioned nation state backing. Uh, some of them obviously have financial benefits. Also, you saw it with the Bangladesh heist and the Carbonac case. Mm -hmm. so, uh, what are the trends that you're seeing from a point of view of motivation? What is driving these guys? 
I think that we all understand all the being hungry for information. So this is something that everybody really understands. But I think that there are like two other goals that usually are not mentioned. And one is propaganda, which is quite intense. I will say that during last year, it's the first year that we saw this propaganda being used in quite an open way in all these, let's say, APT discussion. So we all remember the US elections, uh, the attacks against the Democratic National Committee, and all this information being published, then there was like some uh, American message saying, okay, this was because uh, an attack from some Russian uh, APT groups that are related to the government. And then there was this actor called Guccifer that appeared out of nowhere saying, oh, you guys, you have no idea. It was just me. I'm just a single guy here. And in order to prove that I had access to all this information, here you have all these uh, documents. We saw something similar also. I think it was like one month before, there was this WADA committee, basically this is from the uh, Olympic Games, or they are banning the Russian athletes to compete in the Olympic Games because of uh, some before that, and uh, the anti-doping agency, basically. So there was an, uh, a hack against them, and it was coming from some Polish anonymous group, which is interesting because this account has been silent like for two years, three years, never saying anything, and out of sudden they are saying, hey, let's hack these guys because um, we don't like them. Um, so again, it was another propaganda operation in order to somehow cover who was the real actor behind this. We saw also this like in the past with TV5. TV5 is from France. It's uh, Telemonde. Uh-huh. So again, they were attacked and the attack was attributed to Cyber Caliphate, if I remember correctly. It was like two, three years ago. Again, after that, it was made public that it was the Sofasi group behind it. So all of this is also propaganda. Um, these, let's say, national efforts in order to distract the public and, and, and drive them into a public opinion. So this is like one important goal that we usually we don't take into account. But also another one is disruption. And that means having access to some critical infrastructure, to some of the, let's say, important plugs in one nation that you need to uh, plug or unplug in order to uh, what you want to do. So we have seen some examples also at the end of 2015 with the Ukrainian airport being uh, totally inactive, uh, a very strong uh, problem for the nation because basically the power grid was disconnected for more than 200,000 people for a few hours and also it was coordinated with Adidas attacks uh, against the emergency services. So basically it was a quite well-coordinated operation and it was in the middle of the open conflict between Russia and Ukraine. So you can see how the interest of these actors goes also towards this disruption operations and having control of this critical infrastructure so they can use it whenever they want. So I would say that these two factors usually are not taken into account when we are talking about these APT operations, but in my opinion, they will be more important in the future. So cyber espionage, nation-state back attack, financial motivations, propaganda, and now you say disruption. And with disruption, you also mean the extortion that might be involved in that case if you disrupt something and then they hold them for ransom. For example, you have ransomware attacks happening everywhere where they ask for money before releasing critical data, right? 
So I think that many groups that are actually not even thinking about this, they may be moving towards this direction in the future. It's not necessarily that it's uh, backed by any government, but also by just cyber criminal groups that they see that they can target these guys in order to get like more profit. Right. We could see like some cover operations, let's say from from these governmental actors in some cases like within New Shamoon, for instance, where in the past they just wipe out everything from Saudi Aramco and they might be using ransomware. We have seen like some of the new modules that they have in the new malware. They are implementing this ransomware, uh, this encryption functionality, basically. So uh, again, this is in order not to get attributed to them. So just imagine that in the morning you see that everything is wiped out. Uh, well, uh, you remember what happened in the past, so you know it's these guys that they are like clearly targeting you. But if you see that everything is encrypted, maybe just like some guy just opened the, the attachment that he shouldn't have opened and uh, right. everything's encrypted now, so it's ransomware. Right. But other than these cover operations, ransomware is very real and it's like a very real threat for many critical infrastructures. Like we have seen this uh, with this hospital in the in California yeah, sure, in the sure. past and things like that. And I think that, again, attackers, cyber criminals are getting more and more confident. So the attacks are not only going for these banks, they are also going for any other, uh, let's say, bigger target that they can like uh, make this ransom attack and right. ask for some money to get control back of the whole right. thing. You know, but as a security researcher, would you necessarily call these guys sophisticated targeted attackers I mean especially say in the case of propaganda and hacktivism uh, is it the case that it's so easy to launch these attacks now so the commoditization of you know exploit kits and things like that you can just buy them and just launch an attack so mm. is it necessarily the targeted attack groups that are perpetrating it or is it just any script kitty out there with access to these tools mm. So, no, absolutely not. It's not necessary. It really depends on your target. And I think it's a matter of money. It's a matter of resources. So, basically, you have, like, a whole arsenal. You can just choose whatever you need. And you start, like, with the easier and with the cheapest case. And then you start, uh, you keep evolving in terms of uh, what you need to get. Because the problem is that when you have something in your arsenal and you need to, to use it, then it's burnt out. So, if you are using, like, a super sophisticated zero-day for infecting an iPhone for some target, in some region of the world, then you cannot use this anymore. We have seen in the past, I think it was last year, there was this report, and I think that it was one target in the Middle East region. I'm not sure what country he belonged to. Anyway, he was like an activist and he was being targeted by some government. They were using like a zero day for his iPhone in order to get <clears throat> access to all his data and to track him and everything. So there was one researcher who started uh, uh, investigating this and there was was the, the public report about this. Um, they were targeting him with an initial SMS, if I remember correctly, in order to install something in his iPhone, and then they were using this zero day to fully have access to, to this. So these guys, they consider necessary to burn this zero day in order to, to, to infect this guy. The problem is that once that it was public, you can't use it anymore. So it's really a matter of economics, like what do you need and what do you want to spend in order to get access to this company, to this uh, particular target. And many times you can just go for the cheapest path. And many times it works perfectly. Yeah. Another thing is when you are trying to target like uh, prime ministers and things like that, that they are also doing. For instance, we have uh, the Belgacom case like three years ago uh, where they attacked like super uh, like last generation routers in order to install the malware and it was very advanced in order to get uh, tracking all the communications in basically in the area of Belgium where 
well, we have Brussels and the European Council and things like that. So, you know, when you really need to have, like, deploy these, let's say, um, more long-term attacks in very critical infrastructure or to target, like, very specific people, then, yes, you invest a lot of money and you need to be really sophisticated. Yeah. But when you just want to, let's say, put a foot into some company and start checking around, like, a bank or something like this, usually you don't really need that. And then you start moving around. And maybe in the process you need to burn something, but initially it's not really necessary. So just to wrap up, Vicente, so from your vantage point as a researcher, what are some uh, near-term predictions, next six months' terms? What are the things to look out for from a cybersecurity point of view? In my opinion, we always are like six months late. So probably in six months we will see what is happening right now. No? Um, I think that if I were like now one of these uh, guys from your audience and I was running a company, what I will do is just try to hire like very smart people uh, because many times this is like the most important thing and I would like to be involved in all this intelligence community because many of this information is not shared publicly but it's available if you know where to, to look for it so it's not time of only looking at you know very technical details it's time to try to make sense of everything that is happening also in geopolitical level and how these things are evolving I will think I think that in the future what we will see is like many of the overlooked targets that we don't really pay attention now, they will have like much more relevance. Uh, for instance, all the routing uh, infrastructure and things like that, nobody's paying attention to this. And yes, from time to time, we see like some TDOs coming from SIA, some IoT, but this could be also used to exclude the data uh, and, uh, and basically to, to tap all the data from a company. I think that we are overlooking at this. We will see like some serious case, some APT already doing something in this area. All the banking things, uh, I think will only become worse, all that we have this Discuss. Uh, we will see like more of these ransomware attacks uh, against big companies and I don't know it's difficult for me to predict I think that attribution is going to be harder and not because there will be less actors because it's just the opposite but because they are using like a lot of let's say legitimate tools so even inside of the companies what we are seeing is that uh, when you have like this white list of software that you uh, the only software that you want to be executed they are basically abusing this mm, like uh, any administrator will do and using fightless software so monitoring the the systems uh, it should be changing the paradigm uh, of how to check for different uh, indicators of compromise so it's a complex world i think it will get more complex in the future and basically it's very hard to make predictions at least for me but i'm just saying what i see from uh, what we know now and how these apt groups are evolving again not like we like to call them uh, apt at all but you know um they are basically well established and they are somehow telling us what is what's coming next and somehow this is what we can learn from all so we need groups. to pay more attention to them absolutely right so i think what you're saying is uh, till now security has been very data driven and now you can expect more kinetic attacks with you know, ot systems iot systems all of these getting the things that were ignored so far are going to get targeted yeah absolutely probably they are already being targeted so and already yeah but yeah. we don't know because we never pay attention to them right. all right excellent thank you Vicente for your time Thanks okay it's my pleasure thank you very much so that was Vicente Diaz who is principal security analyst with Kaspersky Labs for ISMG in Asia this is Varun Haran thanks for listening